0: listening to SBS on the money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi, everyone. It's a
1: daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 29th of March, 2022. Later, we'll check in on the markets with Robert Telewski from Activist Investment Advisors. But first, to Women and Economics. A new Reserve Bank survey has found a confidence gap between girls and boys studying economics, which may be leading to a diversity problem in the profession. In fact, boys outnumber girls in Year 12 economics two to one. So how do you fix it? Well, one way is to showcase female success stories in economics. And for more, I spoke earlier with Leonora Riss. She is a Senior Lecturer of Economics at RMIT. Leonora, first of all, why is the economics discipline so important?
2: Well, hi, Riccardo. Thanks for having me. This is a key question. Economics is actually related to so many parts of our lives and so many decisions that are made by government. So if we have an understanding about economics and we have more people studying economics, it, it equips us to be able to make sense of government decision making, to be able to make sense of the news when we hear about interest rates, inflation, the budget, to be able to differentiate between what's political spin and what is factual reality. So equipping people with economic knowledge is important to make them an an informed citizen and participant in in our, our society. And on top of that, Uh, economics plays an important role in in all government decision making uh, in the way that businesses operate and and the way that people make everyday decisions. People think economics is about money and finance and profit, but actually economics is about understanding how governments and businesses and everyday people make
1: decisions to optimise wellbeing. So why do you think there is such low uh, participation of women in economics compared to men?
2: Economics is similar to many other fields like science, like engineering, where traditionally it has been a male dominated field. And even if there were females in the field, often their contributions were dismissed or overshadowed. And so we carry that history with us. And it also means that if you're a female in the field, when you look around, you see predominantly more men and more men being elevated into positions of leadership. And so it can convey a sense that you don't really belong that you are in the minority and that can influence students decisions whether or not to stay in economics or to go off into another field.
1: The RBA recently released a report that says there is a confidence gap between young women and young men in that they both generally know their stuff but girls aren't as confident so it stops them from taking on further study in the field or getting into the industry. What do you think?
2: When we're talking about confidence, it's a tricky topic because women aren't just naturally born with less confidence. It's a reflection of the environment that we find ourselves in. And so if female students are reporting lower confidence than their male students, this is an indication that the the environment, the culture, the way that girls are being treated compared to their male counterparts is different and so it it can lead to women starting to doubt themselves when they feel like they are in a minority
1: okay so how do we fix it the rba in its latest report has suggested three key things for example more female teachers more visible female mentors and more involvement by the likes of organizations like the rba within schools but what, what do you think
2: So the one thing you don't want to do is tell girls to be more confident because that's not the problem here. The problem is the overall way that that we teach and we deliver economics and and the culture of economics. Do we we teach economics in a way that is meaningful and purposeful for students? What we know from the next generation coming through is they're looking for fields of studies and careers where they can make a difference in the real world and to tackle some real-world issues such as climate change, poverty inequality And economics actually offers the tools to be able to contribute to those real world problems and to solve those real world problems, but we don't do a very good job of selling it. In comparison, if you look at STEM, for instance, and healthcare, they've done a great job of inviting more females into those fields because they've drawn the connection between the field of study and the practical usefulness. So part of encouraging and supporting, not just small women, but just a more diverse range of people into the economics profession is about the way that we communicate what economics is about and I, I agree that going in, going into schools and and connecting students to real world economists is part of that so that they can see a human face and and a story um, behind what economics is about.
1: Leonora Riste, there, uh, a Senior Lecturer of Economics at RMIT. And next I spoke with Jo Masters. She's the new Chief Economist at Fund Manager Baron Joey. And I first asked her what inspired her to get into the economics field.
3: So I studied economics at school, but really, I guess my inspiration came from the fact that I grew up in Hong Kong, which is very much a city centred on commerce and finance and I guess it was part of the conversations that I had at home and at school and with parents of friends and that inspired me into studying economics and look at the end of the day I was also good at it at school and I think that helps.
1: So how did you start and how long have you been in the business?
3: So I've been in the business uh, right from the very start of my career. I was really fortunate. I spent um, most of my summers at university doing a variety of internships. And I was really lucky that I worked for several summers up in Hong Kong for a funds management company under a very well-known economist who um, inspired me and also published my first piece. And that really started my love of financial markets, of the interaction of economics with the economy.
1: Working in a male-dominated industry, though, what kind of challenges have you had to face and did it ever put you off?
3: It didn't put me off, which is probably because I was too naive to think about it or didn't really know anything differently. And I guess I come from a family of three daughters and a father who's always said, you can go and do whatever you like and the world is your oyster. In terms of working in a male-dominated environment, Look, on the one hand, I've been fortunate to work with many men who have been sponsors, who have taught me a lot, who have supported me through my career. But there have been challenges along the way. Um, I think being female in a male-dominated environment, sometimes it's hard to feel included. There were issues about being seen and recognized and fairly rewarded. Uh, so I think you know that's very important. The most challenging time was when I started a family. Um, when I was working with all males that didn't have that caring responsibility that I did.
1: So looking back, what would you say is a career highlight?
3: Oh, there's been so many. That's the good news. And I hope there's many more to come. In fact, as you know, I've just started a, a new role at Baron Joey and that's a career highlight for me to be the chief economist of a homegrown, bank that's looking to do things differently including on diversities um, incredibly uh, rewarding and exciting along the way though broadly look I guess the highlights been around I realise that economics can make a difference it is the policy levers that you pull to change the world that we live in to make the world hopefully better for my children and young and new Australians more broadly and that's a great honor and it's something that keeps me very passionate about my job
1: what would you say to a young person still trying to figure out what they may or may not want to study about the appeal of having a background in economics?
3: Just because you study economics doesn't mean you have to be an economist. At the end of the day, it's critical thinking. It's analytical skills. It's working with numbers. It's communicating and telling a story. And all of those skills are really applicable to many jobs that we have in our world and many of the jobs of the future, those that won't get automated. I would also make the comment that when we think about economists, I think there's quite a stereotyped view of what an economist does or looks like. And that's just simply not the case. Uh, We know that there are economists like myself that work in consulting or financial markets. But there are also economists that focus on health that focus on infrastructure, that focus on the housing market. So it really is an occupation that can take you into any part of the economy and into just about any professional career.
1: So the number of girls studying economics in high school is one for every two males. The RBA says part of the problem is a growing confidence gap. How do we fix it?
3: We see uh, females that suffer from confidence gaps in a range of areas. And it's, of course, really disappointing to hear, given I'm so passionate about economics. I often hear, you can't be what you can't see. Now, I don't believe that's true, but I do believe it's easier to be what you can see. And so I think showcasing the range of female economists and economists from varied backgrounds Uh, is really really important not just in terms of what an economist does but as I said that wide range of jobs that economics can feed into so I think that's really really important I also think that economics has a branding issue if you like there's a perception that it's too mathematical it's too hard it has too narrow a job prospects we know those things are not true so I think we just need to keep up the conversation keep talking about really what economics is and what it can give you.
1: Joe Masters there, the Chief Economist at Baron Joey. Okay, let's now take a look at the Australian share market, which rose ahead of the federal budget. The S&P A6200 up 0.7% to 7,464. Earlier, I spoke with Robert Helewski. He is the founder at
0: Activist Investment Advisors. So strange shares remained in positive territory today with the tech sector driving returns mainly and after taking some lead from the US overnight with markets up a third of a percent. Gains were also supported by a surge in um, retail sales. Uh, Feb's uh, retail sales number was the second highest on record, but offsetting this today was the consumer sentiment results falling to its lowest level uh, since May 2020. Equity markets continue to remain unsettled Uh, as markets and investors uh, continue to grapple with um, the uncertainty over the war in Ukraine, surging bond yields, uh, higher inflation, increased US hawkishness on interest rates, looking more likely to increase uh, rates by 50 basis points uh, at the next meeting and strong oil prices. Global equity markets have rebounded from their 13 percent falls in recent weeks to be only six percent off their highs. The budget today typically does a budget move the market. Typically, budgets don't move markets unless there's a an effect by news, um, you know, things like a game-changing policy. Um, investors seem to be more affected by um, news of rising inflation and interest rates. The risk is that the stimulatory budget could further flame uh, an already hot inflation uh, rate expected to hover near decade highs. Elevated uh, living costs further put pressure along with uh, increasing interest rates uh, squeezing the consumer even further. You mentioned earlier
1: tech stocks leading the way today but they've been very volatile of late but what do you make of it?
0: Yeah, so we've seen uh, tech stocks such as Afterpay's Parrot Square rise 7% today. Um, interestingly, overnight, uh, Tesla's share price increased, adding $85 billion uh, to its market cap in response to an announcement on stock split. Now, that $85 billion is more than the uh, market cap of General Motors uh, in total sense. Uh, so, tech stocks uh, have recovered somewhat. Um, with chip makers um, really sort of driving that, uh, that charge and NVIDIA in particular, it's too early, it's just, it's too early to say um, whether, you know, this recovery will remain um, with particularly as, as we keep sort of hearing more about interest rates uh, increases. And this really tends to be a negative thing for uh, techs, the tech sector going forward.
1: Okay. And again, it's all about inflation at the moment. So given where we are at, the rising inflationary story, is, is that changing the way you're investing right now?
0: Yeah, consumer sentiment is worth keeping an eye on and the response to uh, rising inflation. As we've seen, uh, inflation rates around the world uh, are remaining near decade and multi-decade highs. And really remaining quite sticky with very little sign of it um, sort of falling anytime soon. Uh, Look, the average consumer is gonna be put under quite a bit of pressure from escalating costs of living, increasing borrowing costs and moderating house prices. Consumer sentiment measures can also provide us with a glimpse into the future. And if we start to see falls in consumer sentiment as we did today or continuing uh, falls in consumer sentiment and falls in consumption, which may lead into into economic growth, there is some chance of of the global economy being um, tipped into recession. Our outlook for markets remains the same. We're keeping an eye on three key variables. Um, Economic growth, which seems to remain quite solid at these levels, expectations around earnings, which should also remain positive in this first half of this year, and valuations, which are still relatively elevated compared to long-term trends, but not as elevated as they were in January. In terms of positioning, uh, we are broadly neutral, uh, probably a little bit more diversified than we were 12 months ago across geography, sectors and styles. Uh, We we do um, have some level of uh, exposure to gold across our portfolios, which has provided us with some good positive returns over the last couple of months. And exposure to infrastructure, which has actually provided us with some downside protection.
1: That is Robert Tylewski there from Activist Investment Advisors.
0: This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation.